uh, message on this series, and um, we, my wife and I thought about what we're sharing, and uh, we decided we needed to uh, change the title a little bit so that we can fully understand what we're saying. So I'm calling this the two sides of God's kingdom, the two sides of the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, I just ask for your spirit this morning to speak and to really minister to your people and give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ has two sides to it. Two sides to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the way the Bible puts it in John chapter 1 verse 17, it says, most, the, law, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus didn't come just to give grace alone. He came to give us grace and truth. And if you read verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. Grace means your sins are forgiven. No matter how bad you've been, no matter what you've done in life, when you accept Jesus into your life, you're forgiven. Jesus then comes into your heart to prepare you for your home in heaven. You're going to heaven. But the second part is his laws, his principles. So the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is divided into two parts. First, the person of Jesus Christ, and then his principles. Jesus himself prepares you for life in heaven. You're going to heaven. The principles of Jesus Christ prepare you for life on the earth. You can be a Christian, go into heaven. And we know if you die today, you go to heaven. But if you don't walk the principles, you have a hard time here. So the principles are designed for life here on the earth. And we need to know those principles. God will love you. Will continue to love you. God's love will never change upon your life. Whether you're rich or you're poor. Whether you live in a cardboard house or you live, you live in a big mansion. 11 million, man, uh, $11 million mansion. God loves you the same. And both of you will go to heaven. You decide how you want to live your life here on earth. Having a, a working knowledge of the principles that Jesus gave to us. Remember what the scripture says. Everyone who hears these words of mine and you practice them, I will liken you to what? A wise man that builds his house on the rock. So the principle is what helps you to get established here on earth. And so we're talking about seven principles, I'm going to go quickly, that we want to talk about here to help us in our walk through uh, the planet earth is so important and we talked about the first principle this is key the number one principle the number one thing that god taught us from the very beginning very subtle god began to teach us from the very beginning the principles of words god runs his kingdom god runs the universe with his mouth he rules the universe with his mouth. God never gets up from his seat to carry a chair. He does everything through words. And he showed us that from the very beginning. He could have said, and God spoke everything into being. One, the earth, two, the sun, and everything. But he tells you, and God said, and God said, and God said. Letting you know that what you say as a spirit being living on the earth, very, very important. Very, very important. There is something called the law of faith. The law of faith. We don't need faith after we get to heaven. You have everything. You need faith here on earth. God will not walk in your life here without faith. Faith. 
And one of the key principles of faith that makes faith work is words. Let's talk to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, and since we have the same spirit of faith. How many have the same spirit of faith? If you are a Christian, you have the same spirit of faith. There is a spirit to faith. Faith is a spirit. Since we have the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. If you believe, you need to speak. Nothing can happen unless through faith. But when you truly believe, you will speak. It says, we also believe and therefore we speak. So words are very important. We walk by faith. But what you say is a great part of your work here on earth. Remember what we said. Jesus prepares you for heaven. The word of God, the principles of God prepare you for life here on earth. God will love you, but if you don't have a working knowledge of the principles that God is laid in His Word, He will still love you while you go through a hard time scratching and begging through the Word, through this Earth. So we need to understand that. The second principle is the principle of honor. You know, the Bible says, Give honor to whom honor is due. Romans 13 verse 7. Now we hear the word, give honor to whom honor we do. This is a principle. Let me let you know this. Every sin on earth is a sin of dishonor. Every sin on earth today is a sin of dishonor. Consider the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments deal with honor for God. The remaining six, they deal with honor for man. And the fifth one, right there in the middle, the very fifth one, he says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long on the earth. So if you really want to live long, listen to mama and listen to papa. Because if you don't, we know you won't live very long. But notice, he says, this is the first commandment with promise. So honor has reward. Amen. Honor's reward. So every sin is a sin of honor. The voice that you choose to honor will determine your destiny. The voice that you choose to respect and honor will determine how far or how you wind up in life. Honor is reserved for distinction. Honor is reserved for distinction. God is different from everything, everything every being. He deserves honor. So honor is reserved for distinction. What you cannot, what you cannot determine, what you cannot see, you will not honor. What you cannot recognize, you cannot value. And you cannot honor it. And what you don't honor will exit your life. Cannot help you. Might even cause you pain. Because you don't recognize the value of it. It can exit your life. So honor is very important. When God speaks, God is speaking with respect to honor. When you honor God, He blesses you. But if you don't recognize his distinction and honor him, guess what? You miss out on honor's reward. Let me put it this way. There was a man in the, in the um, 1860s. He lived in a farm. 
and had a farmhouse. But then he decided he wanted to sell his farmhouse with his wife in search of gold. And went all over the world searching for gold. Finally, he wound up in England, broke, bankrupt. And they suffered for a while. After many years, he decided it was time to go back to America. And so he returned to the United States, and then he wanted to go back to his former farm just to see what was going on there, how it looked. When he got there, he saw huge fence, barbed wire fence, and armed guards all standing around. And he was wondering what happened here. That was Soda's Soda's Mill, the second largest gold mine in North America. He sold it. Because he didn't recognize what was there. He didn't know the distinction. He couldn't tell the difference. So what you don't know could cost you pain. What you don't honor could cost you a lot of pain. Honor is the seed for access and success. Honor is the seed for access and success. Diligence is immediate attention to an instruction. Disobedience and delayed obedience is proof of dishonor. Those you choose to honor will determine where you wind up in life. So honor is very important. Honor can take you where your resume or your experience cannot take you. And dishonor can bring you so low. No one had a better resume than Lucifer. But he he didn't recognize the distinction in God the Father. He rebelled. Today, that brought him down. Honor is so important. Diligence in the workplace is proof of honor. I'm telling you know this. Because if you're working, we're talking about the earth here. And they see that you honor what is happening in the business. The boss will recognize what's going on. They recognize you. They know what's happening. You honor what's happening there. And they have you in mind. When they are letting people go, they don't want to let you go. Because you honor what's happening in, in their business. So honor is what gives you access into life. Your honor code is so important. Your honor code will determine, again, where you wind up in life. I'm giving a lot of things so you can, you can, you can digest them and think about what we're saying this morning. Your honor code will decide what happens to you in life. Never evaluate anybody based on their passion or their experience. Evaluate people based on their honor code. Who do they honor? With their words. Who do they honor? With their time, their money, their friendship, their devotion. That's how you can tell the value of a man. Honor. You honor the man based on his honor code. You know, the Bible tells us this. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Because who you choose to honor, the voice that you choose to honor will determine what happens to you in life. 
The one you choose to honor will determine what happens to you in life. The twelve disciples saw something in Jesus. Remember that? And they left everything to follow him. And they followed him till the very end. Today, we are still talking about Peter. Look at how high honor lifted them. You get what I'm saying? Honor has reward. It depends on who you choose to honor. The voice that you choose to hear. The voice that you choose to govern your actions in life. That will determine where you wind up. You choose the wrong friends and listen to them and honor them. We know where you're going to wind up. We know. So the Bible says, choose your friends. If you are a righteous person, make sure you choose those you honor carefully. Be careful. Be careful. If they say something that doesn't sound right, this you don't have to be with them. We'll come into that. You don't have to hit them because they won't add anything to your life. You can let them go. Amen. Amen. We're talking about living on the earth today. We're talking about living on the earth today. You can evaluate a person. Who does he choose to dishonor? If he's dishonoring God, I know not to be around him. Amen. Who does he choose to ignore? Who does he despise? That's why the Bible says to choose your friends very carefully. Because all of these things have a way of either molding you to a different person or to something else. Look at those 600 men that followed David. The Bible says many of them were losers. In our terms, that's the way we call them. Losers! Crazy men. And then they recognized something in David. But David was being chased by Saul, but they saw that's a man of honor will line up with him. And they went and honored David. They did everything he told them, they did. They fought with him. They stayed with him. But by, by the time it was over, we were talking about mighty men of David. Why? Because they knew who to honor. Honor is very important. When a man knows you truly honor him, and you can honor God or you can honor man, it depends. Honor will lift you up. Let me share with you four things about dishonor. And you can actually find this in the life of Satan. Four things about dishonor. The first thing is that honor disqualif I mean uh, dishonor disqualifies for anything good. Remember Satan? He dishonored God and he was disqualified. The next thing dishonor exposes a deceiver. That's what we have. There's a reason why I'm going to this because it's important. Dishonor exposes a deceiver. Dishonor also destroys. Satan is referred to as the deceiver. And he's still deceiving and lying today. When you see dishonor in a person, they can deceive. They can lie. That's not the person to be around. Choose. When God gives you a principle, he means it. When God says, come out from among them and be separate, he means what he's saying. He's not, wanting, he's not saying, I don't want you to have fun. He's saying, I want the best for your life. And if you go that way, they'll bring you down. They don't care, but I care about you, and I know you love me. Stay with me. I'm bringing you up. Come out from among them, and I'll receive you. I'll be your God. I will help you. I will be there for you. That's what God is calling for. He's not wanting you just to leave. He wants to bless you. Make you a showcase. But eventually, they will look back into your life and they say, well, we see he's separated from us, but God's blessing him. I want what he's got. Amen. Amen. That's what this is all about. Dishonor will disqualify. Jesus 
He cried out about this. You can listen in John chapter 8, verse 49. He says, Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. He cried out about that to them. Jesus was not happy. He says, I'm honoring my father and you are dishonoring me. So dishonor has, it has something that God doesn't want. Let me put it this way. Honor has a distinctive fragrance to it. And dishonor has a distinctive odor to it. And when a man, a man in position to lift you up, when they smell that distinctive odor of dishonor, you're going down. Amen. But when they smell that fragrance of honor, and they see you honoring them, they'll take you anywhere they go. That's what I meant. Your resume is no big deal. When a man who is doing well, he gets to love you, he says, I'll make you my partner. You don't have to do anything. Just stay with me. I like you. Why? Because you understand the distinction. But we're talking about men. It's the same way with God. And we're coming to that. When you honor God, He blesses you. There is something called honor's reward. When you keep His commandments, you honor Him. And guess what He does? He blesses you for honoring Him. When you break His commandments and you do things that are not right, what you're really doing is dishonoring Him. And guess what He does? He curses you for it. There is an order, a distinctive order, with, this, with, with uh, dishonor. And we need to recognize that. It won't take you anywhere but down. Now, Jesus cried out. He cried out for honor. He said, you did, you, I honor my father, but you don't honor me. This was God Almighty. And for that reason, they were disqualified. Jesus would rather stay with prostitutes. See that? This God Almighty. Wouldn't you like to have a dinner with God? sitting at the table. Jesus went only where he was honored. Amen? Think about it. And he blessed them everywhere he went. When they honor him, he was there with them. When they invite him to their home, he went with them because they honored him. But he never ate with the Pharisees, did he? No. They dishonored him. And so they were disqualified of having the privilege of sitting with God at the table. And eating. They couldn't say like John. That which was from the beginning. In first John. Which our eyes have seen. Our hands have handled him. That they were talking about Jesus. He was from the beginning. They didn't have that privilege. They were disqualified. Dishonor will disqualify you. When you dishonor your boss, he's looking for everywhere to fire you. <laughs> Those who have businesses are bosses, they know that. When you dishonor them, you can look at them one way. He's thinking, the next thing you move, he says, you're fired. <laughs> he wants you out of that place because he can smell that ugly smell of, of dishonor. This, we're talking about Jesus prepares you from hev- for heaven. Okay? But even if you know you're going to heaven and you don't honor your boss, he smells that, he fires you, and you're going to be having a hard time paying your bills. He still loves you, you're going to heaven. But you can't pay your bills because of dishonor. Remember what we're saying. Jesus prepares you for heaven. His principles prepare you for life on earth. So important. Dishonor will disqualify you and take you out of all the blessings. You don't have to. You know, I was reading a story. It's so funny. A man had, they said, true story, published in probably New York Times also, $5 billion. $5 billion. In his will, he gave everything to his house help. Everything. He had two sons. He gave them possibly about $100 a piece so that they won't contest his will. 
Haven't you read I, some, some other time there was a woman that willed everything. She had millions of dollars to a dog. Remember that? And I was so angry. What's wrong with that woman? With children? Why? They dishonored her. And she said to herself, my dog is better than you guys. Think about it. Dishonor. Dishonor. We are hurting a lot because of dishonor. We're not even aware of it. God said to honor those that He has placed in position over your life. Whoever He is, or whoever she is, honor them, even if you don't agree with them. Obey. This is a principle that God's given to us. So that when the time of promotion comes, you qualify and you are not disqualified. The next thing is dishonor exposes a deceiver. The question you should ask yourself Who has shown me great dishonor? Because a person like that is going to betray you. A person like that is going to hurt you. They don't care about you. Protect yourself by asking yourself, be honest. Who shown me great dishonor? When they show you great dishonor, you can try. I know we should love everybody. Jesus loved the Pharisees. He didn't go to them. They were planning to kill him. Okay? They were planning to kill him. They'll destroy you. They, they'll betray you. He exposes you a deceiver. And you need to watch. So that you can put your, th- your life in order. So people won't hurt you. That's why again I go back to that scripture. In Proverbs 12. Choose your friends carefully. You're righteous. Choose your friends carefully. We're talking about principles of life here. You know, in, before now, as, as by the grace of God, as I grow, I'm beginning to recognize things. So that things don't bother you. You watch and see how people are. And you, you can fashion your life out. Because God wants us to be successful. That's his idea. He says, this book of the law, the principles we're talking about, shall not depart from your mouth. That you must meditate in them day and night. How? So that those, through those principles, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. God wants you to be successful here on earth. He will even over, uh, mean, reward those who are overcomers when they get up there. And you cannot really overcome without this. The principles. The principles. So ask yourself, who has, who has dishonored me greatly? And you recognize, sometimes you try to be a friend. I remember I had a situation, I'm seeing if, you know, I was hurting. Because Angela and I, by the grace of God, we're very loyal. You're my friend, you're my friend for life. It's just the way it is with Angela, we are just like that. And I had this friend who was really acting bad. And was not going to let me, he was just going to let me go. No, I won't be your friend anymore. And I was hurting like crazy. I woke up early in the morning to pray. I was asking God, man, I, I did everything. What, how did I miss it, God? For some reason. And I remember I was coming from, on Offmeister Road, close by Jack and the Bus from 290. And God, I was crying out to God again, God, why? And he said to me, I believe it was because I had peace after that. He said to me, he doesn't want to be your friend. Why don't you let him go? And I said, who said that? <laughs> who said that? I thought you were supposed to make everybody. And he would, as the way God is, he's not going to explain anything to you. He said it back again. He doesn't want to be your friend. Why don't you let him go? I said, okay. And peace came over me. No more turmoil. He's not going to give anything to me. He's not going to help me. I just let him go. Still love him, but I let him go. I don't have to eat with him. Jesus died for the Pharisees, amen? And the Sadducees, you see, they were sad, you see. <laughs> he died for them, but he won't eat with them. Amen. 
That's just principles of living. So we need to recognize that. Dishonor also destroys. Marriages don't fail because of unfaithfulness. Marriages fail because people in the, within the marriage have decided to dishonor their marriage vow. That's right. It destroys. When you decide to honor something, you're not going to do something that's going to destroy it. It's when you don't recognize the value of it that you dishonor it. And what you don't honor will exit your life. What you don't honor, you won't protect. What is not valuable to you, you don't protect. And what you don't protect will be taken away from you or stolen from you. If you value your marriage, you protect it. If you honor your marriage, you protect it. Amen? You will. But if you don't protect it, it will be taken away from you. This is so important. Remember the story of Jesus giving coins to people? One, five, the other one, two. And the other one, just one. The other one, the, the last one with one, he despised his master. And guess what? The one that he had was taken away from him. That's the way life is. What you honor will bring reward into your life. These are principles. These are spiritual principles for living. Spiritual principles for living. So you honor. Now, it will destroy. Remember Absalom. Absalom dishonored his father. He paid with his life. Gehazi dishonored Elisha, the prophet. He paid with his ministry. Judas dishonored Jesus. He paid with both his life and his ministry. Dishonor can cause you destruction. Amen? Dishonor can cause you destruction. The fourth thing is, dishonor is contagious. <laughs> dishonor is contagious. You can see it in a church. When one person has chosen not to dishonor pastor, he's looking for others. <laughs> that happens a lot. And before you know, they have a little group. <laughs> They're all talking. If you go back, they're quiet. But once they leave, they start hammering the pastor. <laughs> Please don't hammer me, okay? <laughs> it's contagious. It starts with one person. And before you know, that's why the Bible says we should be very careful. Because a root of bitterness, when you despise, a root of bitterness will defile the whole body. So we really need to recognize that. So dishonor is contagious. Let me go through this. God does not reward according to need. God doesn't reward anyone according to your need. There are many needy people in the world crying out to God and never getting any answer from Him. God doesn't reward according to Neither should you. Don't reward people just according to their need. Reward them based on honor. God rewards people only based on honor. If you honor his word and you do what he wants you to do, he says, I set before you life and death. But I counsel you, choose life. But if you dishonor him and you choose death, he'll let you die. That's just the way it is. Remember, we are talking about principles for living. Principles for living. God doesn't do that. He rewards you when you, when you honor him. In Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. So, remember what we said? Who have you chosen to honor in your life? With your words. With your time. 
with your money. Honor the Lord, it says in the scriptures, with your possession and with the first fruit of your increase. So you shall, so your bands will be filled with plenty. Guess what? It's not the money. It's you honoring God that God blesses. It's your honor. Your, the money is just the vehicle for your honor. Amen? When you honor God with your substance, the substance is the means of your honor. He says, I'm going to fill your bounds. You're going to have plenty. So God rewards only according to your need. I mean your, your honor. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 30 says, Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that you, your house and the house of your father will work before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. Why? Because he was dishonored. The sons of Eli dishonored God so badly, God was saying there will be no redemption for them in this world, and if Jesus comes, no redemption for this family. God is saying here in this word. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. That's the way God rewards. Amen. So we got those principles. The first, the principle of words. Second is the principle of honor. And I have enough time to go to the third one, the principle of gratitude. I'm not going to go into that this morning, but let me say this. Gratitude is the seed for more. Gratitude is the seed for more. Ungratefulness will stop the flow of blessings from God and man. You and I have been there. My wife and I have been there. When you recognize ingratitude... You don't want to do anything anymore. Is it just me? <laughs> it's hard to do something when you recognize somebody is ungrateful. It's very hard. It's very hard. And it's affecting a lot of Christians, I believe, or let me say it's affecting some Christians. Even in the workplace. Let me put this in, okay? If you're a boss, maybe you are expecting 50, 50 um, dollars an hour or more <laughs> that you have to be making a lot. But then if you're expecting $50 an hour more and your boss gives you half of that, you are under a test with him. He doesn't mean it for a test, but he's doing it based on his resources. He knows better what's happening in the company. You're expecting, but he's not seeing that. He's thinking he's blessing you. Okay. And if he goes to you and you say, okay, and walk away, he's thinking, did I do something wrong? And later he gets mad. I gave him this much and he didn't show anything. But reverse it. You go back to his office, whereas he's thinking, I couldn't do as much. This is all I can afford this time. You go back to his office and you say, you close the door and say, but I, 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 I can't tell you how much you bless me with this. This is going to really help me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. When he wasn't expecting that, he was thinking maybe you won't like it. But now he's getting a lot of thanks. He, believe me in his mind, he can't wait till the next time to increase. Because he knows I gave him this little and he's so happy. I wonder what he's going to do when I give him a whole lot. So now he's cooking something on your behalf, waiting to see your face as you come to him and say, wow, you did it again. This is it. Ingratitude is costing a lot of Christians, both in the workplace and everywhere. We'll come into that. Would you stand up with me this morning? Did anybody get something this morning? Thank God.
God will give you the grace to put these things into practice. They are really simple. But it's something that God will increase faith in you with knowledge. And you begin to put this principle into practice. Bend your head, bow your heads with me this morning. If you're here this morning and you have not made a decision for Christ, let me let you know plainly, it's, it's, it's so important. There is a day that is coming very soon. And based on everything that we are seeing in the world, this world is coming to our close. If you die today and you cannot say from your heart that you're sure that you will be in heaven, this is for you. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And what you want to do this morning is at the count of three, I'll go one, two, three, and at the count of three, you just lift your hand up and God will see your hand that, yes, I want to be a part of your family. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell. I need Jesus in my life. And then after that, we'll walk the principles. Amen? All heads bowed. All eyes closed. You're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I want to be a part of the family of God. At the count of three, please lift your hand up quickly and put it right back down. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God saw this. Thank you. God saw those hands this morning. And let me let you know, it's between you and your father. He saw your hand up and a new work already, right now, is begun in you. God's beginning a new work in you and will begin to reveal himself. Let's all pray this prayer. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, especially those that lift their hands, pray it and mean it. And God, Jesus, will come into your heart. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus into the world for my sake. Today, I accept you, Lord Jesus, as Lord and Savior of my life. Come into my heart. Write my name in your book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed. We'll see you. We'll dismiss this, okay? Just want to remind you all about the reception that we have in back. And, uh, stop by and, uh, and uh, enjoy the refreshments.
Thank you. 